the Lord. Amen. Thank God for victory. Amen. He has won it all. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Glad to be in the house tonight. Thank you for you that are in the house and online. Give God praise. Ain't God good? All the time. Amen. God is good. All the time. Amen. Once again, glad to be in the house of the Lord with you. Amen. Hope you had a wonderful day. Amen. I say every day that I'm above ground is a good day. Amen. So we're going to get started with the word. You would turn with me to Galatians chapter 5. Amen. Verse 15. It says, but if you bite, bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. This I say, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit lusteth, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. You may be seated. And I want to talk to you tonight on this subject, walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. And throughout this lesson, I want to talk to you about three things that I want to cover. First is why should we walk in the Spirit? Second, when should we walk in the Spirit? And thirdly, how do we walk in the Spirit? And uh, so hang on, amen. Everybody has it, whether you're young, old, short, tall, blue-eyed, brown-eyed, long hair, short hair, no hair, everybody has it. You got it, brother. We all have it. And you know what it is? It's the flesh. We all got it. And when I use the term flesh, I'm not talking about your head, your hand, your feet. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your carnal nature. That fleshly instinct that all, we all have it. Whether you're spiritual, whether you're born again, not born again, have the Holy Ghost, you don't have the Holy Ghost, it's, all, it's always there. And you can't tell me tonight that you don't care about your flesh. I, I, I would go as far as to say that you love your flesh. You have to. That I mean, it's, it's God's temple, so you have to love your flesh. I say that because every morning you get up you bathe yourself. You brush your teeth. You wash your hair. You you uh, dress yourself to make you feel good. And it, and to top it off, you put a little perfume on and a little cologne to make you smell good. You know, I'm telling the truth. And then every day we feed our faces. Not not with just some, and sometimes it's not healthy food. But we feed ourselves with things that we that taste good, feel good, and look good. 
that that's the truth. So and there's there's nothing wrong with that. And if you don't care about yourself, then something's wrong with you. But if you allow your flesh to lead your life, it will get you into trouble every time. And the only way to escape this death grip is to walk in the spirit. It's to walk in the spirit. Now, you know, going on in the world, we're all concerned about the war in Ukraine. And we should be concerned because Ukraine is not affected. Everybody's affected. The whole world is affected by what's going on in Ukraine. Um, we got people in the United States that help people in Ukraine. Some people have families that live in the Ukraine. So we have reason to pray for Ukraine and Russia and the people in Ukraine and Russia. So we have reason for that. However, the war that's going on in Ukraine, there's a much more war going on within us. Ephesians 6 and 12 says this, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So it's not a physical battle that we're fighting. We're not fighting against your neighbors, your co-workers, or anybody else. We're fighting against ourselves. It's a spiritual battle, a spiritual battle. The battle between your flesh and the Holy Ghost is an all-out war. We face it every day, amen. It is a battle. So we need to learn to walk in the Spirit. Now, uh, and it's up to us to control who's going to win. We have that power within us. Amen. This is why Paul emphatically used the word, walk in the spirit. If you walk in the spirit, he said, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, I'm not talking about eating. You know, that could be a problem. But I'm not talking about that. But I'm saying giving into your carnal desires going against what God wants. That's when we get into trouble. So uh, walking in the spirit, I'm not talking about some hocus pocus feeling that you feel for. That's not what I'm talking about. Walking in the spirit is to set your mind on the things of the spirit. It's a constant monitoring of our behavior to see how it lines up with the word of God. That's walking in the spirit. This includes ending our sinful practices. And I say that because none of us have arrived. We had made it yet. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 puts it like this. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's all have come short of the glory of God. And no one here in the building or online have grown wings. And if you started growing wings, they've been cut off. Because that flesh gets a hold of you sometimes. And I'm not saying that to be sarcastic, but it's true. Hebrews 12 and 1 says this, Lay aside every weight 
and the sin which does so easily beset us. And see, we, we tend to measure sin. Um, we think that there's big sin and little sin. And rightly so, because we have a judicial system that does that. If you steal a sucker, you may go to jail for a day. You might just spend an hour. But if you murder, you're, you spend a lifetime behind bars. But that is not the way in the kingdom of God. Sin is sin. Period. There is no little sin or big sin. There is no distinction when it comes to God. Solomon said it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Amen. First Peter says this, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roar seeketh of the roar, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. While you're resting at night, the devil is writing down the notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brother Aaron, oh yeah, you just work today. How can I trip him up? Oh yeah, I'll do this. And the minute you set your feet on the floor, that's when he sets his plan in action. So we need to be mindful and walk in the spirit. Amen. Be mindful of the things of God. So therefore, you know, we have to make a conscious effort to make sure that we're having our mind on Jesus. And you know, you know, we it sounds like something imaginary when I say walking in the spirit because it's it's hard to keep your mind always stayed on because we always have things to do. But in our subconscious mind, the Lord has to be back there somewhere. Amen. To walk in the spirit, to walk in the flesh, to walk in the spirit takes away the energy from the flesh. To walk in the flesh takes away the energy from the spirit. Let me say that again. To walk in the spirit takes away energy and life from the flesh. To walk in the flesh takes away energy and life from the spirit. Amen. So again, we must make a conscious effort to walk after the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, Understand, walking in the Spirit does not mean that you go about walking about saying, holy, 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 is, you know, when you're at work. Holy is the Lord. Bless the Lord with all of his muscles. All, you know, just walking around in a, like a spiritual. That's not what I'm talking about. If this is the way you're thinking, I mean, you, you're, you're missing the whole point. And I'm talking about walking in the spirit. What it means is that while you're at work in your subconscious mind, you're always thinking about Jesus. You always got him in the back of your mind. For example, if if you're a teacher, you always, even if you're not teaching, you're always thinking, how can I better explain this math problem to my students? If you're a musician, while you work, you, you're always thinking, how can I come up with a song or 
how can I come up with some music that would minister to the congregation? That's 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 the way we're thinking. You always have the have that in your back of your mind. And I and I I remember when I was here when I went to Turkey. You you all remember that when I left and left my beautiful wife and and the family and, and I went to Turkey and and when I was in Turkey I I attended a UPC church that we had in the house. It was a, a house church. And after a while, the, the minister left. And uh, Brother Enos, who was over the entire work, who was in Germany, he came to Turkey and had a, a meeting with the church. And guess what? He said, Brother Johnson, you're it. And, you know, I didn't have a problem with that. But at that moment, I realized that if I'm going to have to minister to the people, I got to change my way of thinking. Because before I was coming to church, I didn't have to worry about, you know, I just came to church and did my thing. And But now I, got, I have to have a different mindset. I have to focus on the Lord. I, I have to basically walk in the Spirit because even though I'm at work, you know, I'm thinking, how? God, give me something to say to these people. Give me something to say. And as a preacher, you're thinking, God, touch me. Give me something. That, that you have to have the mindset that you're walking in the Spirit. That's what I'm talking about. I'm a conscious of thinking about God. And, you know, I, I was amazed how God was able to use me because I purposed myself to walk in the Spirit because I felt like God had put something in me to speak to the people. You know, because that that was my mission. That was my mission. And, you know, I say I, I was amazed by it because at the time, all I had, we didn't have the Internet. I was overseas. We didn't have it internet. So I couldn't go to the internet and, you know, when I went to minister, I couldn't pick up, you know, I could, I couldn't, I didn't have those resources. All I had was God, the Bible, and that big concordance, strong concordance that the bishop gave me. I still got it in my bookcase. My wife, you know, she was looking at my bookcase a while ago and she said, you got too many books. And she said, you need to get rid of some of those books. And the one book that I did keep is that big, thick Brother, Brother Bishop Love book. So he gave me that big, thick concordance. And I still got it to this day. And that's all I had. But God used that, amen, because I had to change my mindset. Even when at, at work, God gives me something. So that's what we need to do, because God needs us. Amen. He needs us. This world needs us. So we need to walk in the Spirit. So when God speaks to us, we have a mindset that God can use us. So we need to learn to walk in the Spirit. When you're walking in the Spirit, the sensitivity that people is on high alert. Amen. When you pass by someone, when you're when you 
when you're spirit conscious, when you pass by someone and they say, and you say, how are you doing? Amen. And they say, you're not good. Sometimes you do that. You know, people say, how, how you say, how are you doing? And they say, I'm not good. You go, well, praise God. Be well. You know, I'm going about my way. But when you're sensitive to the spirit of God, you'll stop and say, how can I help you? How can I make your day better? Amen. That's what that's what God wants us to do. Amen. And there have been times that I missed that opportunity. Amen. To do that. If, if I'm in a hurry, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry you're not feeling well. But but if you're sensitive to God, you'll stop. And sometimes God will check you and say, you need to talk to that person. And this, this has been years ago, years ago. My wife and I, we were at a restaurant, and we were sitting down, and there was a, there was a, a man somewhere, and, and I kept looking at him. I didn't say anything to him. He didn't say anything to me, but, but something in my heart was saying, I need to go, go talk to that man. My wife and I, we, I, don't, I don't know if she remembers this, but, but we walked, after we finished our meal, I walked out, and I said, God wants me to talk to him. And my wife was in the waiting in the car. I went back and talked to that man. I don't know what I said. I can't remember that. And I, I don't, I didn't ever see him again. But I felt like um, when God says, do something, you have to do it. And if you're not sensitive to God, I mean, you would miss that opportunity. I mean, miss that opportunity. So when you're walking in the Spirit, you come become sensitive to the things of Spirit. I preached a message once. When God says move, move. Amen. And I, I based that on when the people of Israel were in the, in the promised land, going to the promised land. God, when God told Moses it was time to move, they moved. When God told Moses it was time to stop, they stopped. If Moses hadn't been sensitive to the Spirit, amen, they would have just kept traveling. But Moses was sensitive to the Spirit of God. And when God said move, he moved. Amen. So, and, and uh, likewise, we need to be the same way. Amen. And that's being true to God. And if you think about it, in this room right now, there are, thousand radio radio waves you know but but stop and listen you can't hear you know why because you're not in tune you see if you're going to listen to a particular radio station you need to tune into it and it's the same thing with god if you want to hear from god you need to be in tune with god So you need to always have your spiritual antennas up so you can listen to the listen to God. See, he's, sometimes God is here, but if you're not in tune with him, you'll miss the whole thing. Because sometimes we come to church with our mind on other things. Sometimes I'm guilty. Sometimes in Sunday school, I'm, I'm wondering... <laughs> When is this going to be over? 
sometimes I'm thinking, I didn't eat this morning. I, I'm thinking, okay, is it Popeye's? Is it, you know, is it, do I want pizza? You know, do I want, do I want shrimp? You know, that, 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 that's the flesh. But sometimes we need to be centered to the, and put that aside and get our mind stayed on Jesus. Amen. God commands us to walk in the spirit. And if we go back to Galatians 5, you don't have to put it up. In Galatians 5, Paul, in, in Paul says, this I say, it means categoric, categorically, emphatically, Paul is lifting up his voice and giving us command to walk in the spirit and, and so that we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the walking in the spirit is not an occasional exercise. Rather, it's an ongoing thing. Amen. It's, it's, the, it's the way of life. Amen. And we need to make it our habit. Amen. To live righteously. Amen. And, and try to be sensitive to the things of God. It's not a hit or miss activity that we do every now and then. Walking in the spirit is basically living in the spirit. Walking in the spirit is living life in the spirit. Is living your life in a continual presence in the of the spirit of God. Walking is by the spirit denotes reliance upon Him. He leads the way, and we follow. He speaks. We listen. We heed His warning and obey His direction. Jesus put it this way in John chapter fifteen. Verse 4 and 5. He said, Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are in the branch, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. Now, now let's read that in the Amplified Version. Now, I love the King James Version of the Bible. When I was, when, when I first received the Holy Ghost and got in the church, I didn't know there was any other version of the Bible. But, you know, the King James Version makes the scripture sound so spiritual. The these and the thou's. The Amplified Version makes the scripture sound more practical. It gives us a better understanding of the scripture. So let's read it in the King James Version. I mean, in the Amplified Version. It says, remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing. So as we abide in Christ, we abide in that vine as a branch abides in the vine. 
the Holy Spirit is pulsating sap into our bodies. Put another way, he is producing fruit in our lives. But as Jesus said, when we are separated from the vine, we shrivel up and die. Amen. All of us here and online want to please God. But the pool, but the pool of the world, the physical need and the pleasures are still pleasant, present. Amen. All around us, amen, the world is continually tugging at us. Amen. Always. It's billboards, television, amen, can take away it. As Christians, we must feed on spiritual food and continually yield to God's spirit on a day-by-day, minute-by-minute basis. Feeding on the spirit and yielding to the spirit are done by reading the word, studying and obeying God's word, and then availing oneself of all the means of spiritual nourishment that the word prescribes, such as prayer and fellowship. There's more, there's one more, there's more, there's one, let me get this right. The more one gets into the word, the more one would desire to obey God's word. When you read God's word, the more you want to obey God's word. But if you don't read the word, and if you don't, don't know the word, you don't have the tendency to obey God's word. And sometimes we do wrong because we don't know it's wrong because we don't read the word. And we all need to do better in that, even myself. I'm talking to me also. Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says, If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on the things of the earth. Now, I want to go back to Galatians 5, 17 in the King James Version. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these things are contrary one to another, that ye cannot do the things that you would. Now, the Amplified Version the more the 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 uh, the version that makes it more practical. For the sinful nature has its desire which is opposed to the spirit, and the desire of desire of the spirit opposes a sinful nature. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict. So. You as believers do not always do whatever good things you do. Amen. As I mentioned before, there is, it's a never-ending battle, amen, in the lives of a Christian. Amen. We're always, the flesh is always fighting against the spirit. Amen. One is going one way, another, the other one is going another way. Amen. Brother Reynolds, can you help me out? Brother Aaron, can you help me out? Can you can you just stand right here just just for a minute? I want I want to show you something. Turn turn. 
go turn back to back. You, you face that way, Aaron, you turn that way. And kind of lock arms. The flesh and the spirit. Brother Reynolds, walk toward that window. Aaron, you walk toward that window. Go ahead. You see? That, that, thank you. That's, that, that, that's enough. <laughs> that, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> the, 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 there, there's always the battle. The, the spirit wants to go the one way and the flesh wants to take us another way. So there's a constant battle. And, and don't be discouraged by that. Because Paul, Paul had the same problem. In Romans chapter 7, I'm going to read chapter 7, verse 18. And, and he says, For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I do, the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more that I do that, that I do it. But sin that dwelleth in me, I find then in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Now, I want to read it in the Amplified verse. For I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh, my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity. For the willingness to do good is present in me, but the doing of good is not. For the good that I want to do, I do not, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. But I am doing the very thing I do not want to do. I'm no longer the longer the one doing it. That is me. That is is not me, the acts, but the sinful nature which lives in me. So I find it to be law, be the law of inner self that is evil is present in me. The one who wants to do good. Whew. Paul is. He's saying, I want to do good, but I can't do good. Even when I try to do good, I can't do good. Amen. And, and I, I believe Paul was driving in the DMV when he wrote the scripture. I do. Because I believe that it's... <coughs> I believe that it's easier <coughs> to walk in the spirit, I'm losing my voice, than to drive in the spirit. Because, uh, can, can I get some water? <coughs> Thank you. Because dry, driving in the dry, trying to drive the speed limit is almost impossible around here. 
You just can't do it. And if you try to do it, you're going to get dirty looks, people honking their horn on at you, and even the police will pass by you and look at you like, what's wrong with you? So it, it's it's almost impossible. See, what I'm saying is you try to do good, but you can't do good because you got people behind you. And, you, and it's, that's why I said Paul was driving when he wrote this scripture. Right. For evil is ever present. And, 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 you know, I've never been an aggressive driver. Never been. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always a patient driver. But I've been in the car with people who are talking to the drivers in the other car, even though they can't hear them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, get out of the way. You're driving, <laughs> you're driving too slow. Move over. Stay in your lane. You, you know what I'm talking about. And I and I purpose in my heart that I'm not going to be like that. <laughs> Brother Aaron said, bless you. But I'll, I'll admit, one, one Wednesday night, I was driving, driving, you know, coming to church, being, you know, wanting to hear the word of God. Got my, got the gospel music going on. And when I turned on Covington Way, you know, that part, that shopping center on the right, there was a car that pulled out, you know, in the, just enough in the lane that I had to go around it. And, you know, me being not aggressive driver, not talking to the other drivers, as I passed them, I said, are you stupid or what? And immediately I felt something. And I said, oh, God, forgive me. i become one of them. <laughs> I did. I did. I honestly said, oh, God, help me. i become one of them. But see, what, what I'm trying to say is even when we're trying to do right, even when we're trying to walk in the Spirit and and do the do the right thing. Sometimes things get in our way and cause that flesh to rise up. All the time. And so it, it just happened. But so the moral of the story is stay off a covering the way. No, that's not. <laughs> that's 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 not that's not. <laughs> that's I'm I'm just saying you know that. that I'm basically saying we need to be sensitive to the spirit and don't let this flesh rise up in us. Sometimes that, that is hard to do. And that's why we need to learn and practice walking in the spirit. So um, there, there are three things, and I'm, I'm, I'm winding this down. There are three things that we must do. Amen to to learn to walk in the Spirit. First, we must commit to prayer. You cannot walk in the Spirit if you never pray. 
Prayer is more than just a spiritual exercise. It's really a way of life. Amen. We connect our spirit with God is through prayer. Amen. You talk, that's how you grow in God. You pray. You, through prayer, you get to know God, and God gets to know you. There must be a place where you enter into God's presence. You cannot grow or function without this. When you make room for the when you make room for for God, it empowers you to overcome the struggles of the flesh. This is walking in the spirit. Most times, and and I don't want to say all the time, that when you're wrestling with the flesh, Amen. It's because of lack of prayer. Amen. Proverbs 3, 5 puts it this way. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Secondly, you must commit to the word. Amen. Commit to the word. You know, some days when I pick up the Bible, it's just the book. Other days, when I open up the Bible, I think, my God, this is the Word of God. And when you look at it that way, amen, you, it, it, does something, it does something to you, knowing that you are looking at the Word of God. And when you read the Word, it does something to you. Sometimes you can read the Word, and it, you read it like a book. It's just, you're just reading a book. But sometimes... When you read the word, it, it, it stirs up your spirit. Amen. And some and you know, we don't we don't connect reading the word with with the spirit. But this is how it works. The word gives you instructions on how to live, and the spirit of God gives you the power to do it. Let me say that again. The word of God gives you instructions on how to live, and the spirit of God gives you the power to do it. Amen. The Spirit of God and the Word of God work in cooperation with another. They, they don't compete, but they are like teammates to help us move you toward becoming the person that God wants us to be. Remember what David said in Psalm 119 and 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Why? That I might not sin against you. I mean, that's why it's so important that we read the Word. Amen. When we hide God's Word in our hearts, it teaches, it is Word that teaches us how to live. When we walk in cooperation with the Word, word His Word gives us strength and the ability to carry out His Word. When you commit to the Word, the Holy Spirit will give you will help you to do what God wants you to do. Amen. And I'm quickly coming to a close so that the musicians can get themselves ready. Amen. Thirdly, we must commit to obedience. Without obedience, it does not matter how much you pray, how much you read, or read the word. Amen. Without obedience, those things are not just nice things to do. Amen. And if you do that, you're just being deceived. James says this way, be ye doers of the word 
and not hearers, receiving your own self. When you walk in the Spirit, it gives you the desire to obey. That desire grows not out of obligation, but because you're growing in the Spirit. You, the more you love God, the more you want to obey God. The more you love God, the more you want to carry do His Word. God, I love you, and I, I, I don't, I don't want to sin because I love God. The more you love Him, the you, more you want to obey. So. I'm, I'm ended by this. I, I said I had three things that I want to cover. When the more you love him, the more you want to obey him. The question I ask, when are you walking in the spirit? Um, when are you walking in the spirit? You are, when, are, when you're walking in the spirit, you would not only read it, but would help you do what God said. Why do we need to walk in the Spirit? So you don't give in to the desires of your carnal nature. When should you walk in the Spirit? All the time. How do you walk in the Spirit? Through prayer, reading God's Word, and obeying. Amen. So make a conscious effort. Not, not just being holy. Not just pretense of holy holy, holy, but have a mindset in your conscience, always thinking on God. It's kind of like Paul said, pray without ceasing. He don't mean you go the whole day praying, but he means constantly having your mind on Jesus. Amen. So that's why, amen, we need to learn to walk in the Spirit. Amen. Walk with, with because when you do that, you're sensitive to God. Amen. You're sensitive to the Spirit of God. Amen. So I hope you've got received something out of this. Amen. Daily, I want to learn to walk in the Spirit because when you do that, God will use you. You won't pass up an opportunity because sometimes when we're not sensitive to God, amen, we miss the opportunity, amen, to do the work of God. So God bless you. Amen. Bishop. I wanted to make a comment here with what all that Brother Johnson has brought out to us. Why is it that God gives us the Holy Ghost, the Spirit within us? That helps us to know. And John said, greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. It gives us the spirit, his spirit, that we can overcome the obstacles, the things that the devil tries to bring us through and submit to and give in to.
That's the reason the, the Lord said Christ in you is the hope of glory. If you have Christ in you, you can ward off by faith and the Word of God that he's been talking about here tonight, the enemy's darts. Paul said, we fight or not, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness in high places. So if we don't have the Holy Ghost in us, I tell you what, we're not going to fight and win the de over the devil. We need Christ in us, the supernatural, to overcome the obstacles that are in the world today. Amen. And Brother Johnson has laid it out uh, quite well tonight. We can't lean on the flesh and think we're going to be an overcomer. We have to rely on the Spirit of the Almighty God. Amen. And if we do that, along with, he's already said, reading the Word, praying, seeking the Lord, following in the footsteps of Christ, we're going to be overcomers. And he gives us his Spirit to help us. We have a partner in the Holy Ghost, Brother Johnson. You all have a partner within you. Christ is your hope of glory. Nothing else can put you in that place. But it's by, he made one comment, I think on the third level, obedience. Obedience plays a big part in your success living for God. And everybody say, Amen. God bless you. We'll see you on Sunday. Amen.
Jesus, be the center of your church. 